Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. Thank you so much for listening. My guest today is Kevin Wilkerson. Before we get to Kevin, I want to give a, a few bits of info, and that means, of course, the website. You can follow us at TravelTalesPodcast.com. Go there, see photos of our guests. You can see uh, their links to their social media. You can see stories that I've written, stories that other people have written. And speaking of social media, you can click on all our social media at the site. You can go to our Facebook page. Follow us on Facebook, please, Travel Tales Podcast. You can go to our Instagram page, which is Travel Tales Podcast. We are Travel Tales Pod on Twitter. And uh, that's, is that everything? Oh, there's links to uh, Stitcher Radio and iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, I ask this all the time, please give us a good rating. Uh, That helps people find the show because it boosts our presence. And that's a cool thing. So if you can do that, I'd appreciate it. Our guest today is Kevin Wilkerson. He's a drinker. I'm a drinker. We got along great. <laughs> uh, but he's an expert. I consider myself an expert sometimes, but uh, he made a website out of it. It is pubclub.com. You can go there, follow uh, Kevin and all his exploits. And uh, we sat down. We've met at a couple different travel functions, and I finally got him on the show. We had talked about it, and we finally made it happen. So I'm glad he could drive up from the South Bay For those people out there who don't live in Southern California, don't know what we're talking about when we mention the South Bay, it means the city's basically South Santa Monica Bay, which is uh, south of LAX Airport, which would be like Hermosa Beach, Redondo Beach, uh, Manhattan Beach, and uh, Palos Verdes. So that's what we mean by we say uh, South Bay, probably about a half hour, uh, no traffic drive from Central LA and uh, 45 minutes to an hour with traffic which is how we judge all distances here in Los Angeles. But it's a fun uh, area down there, a lot of bars, a lot of restaurants, and it's the beach, so it's a lot of uh, partying, a lot of beach-related activities, and a lot of beautiful people. It's where all the athletes live, all your beach volleyball players, just about every one of the LA Kings hockey players live down there, a lot of celebrities, that kind of thing. So it's a, it's a fun place. So I have a lot of friends down in Redondo and Manhattan Beach and Hermosa, and I always play the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach, California, which is my favorite club here in Los Angeles. So if you ever get a chance to go, it's one of the best in the country. So I recommend that. And if you ever find yourself in the South Bay, look up Kevin and uh, check out pubclub.com. He's a good guy to uh, have as a tour guide there. He's like the mayor of the South Bay. He'll show you a good time just as long as you don't drive. (laughs) I wouldn't recommend it. Anyway, grab yourself a cocktail and enjoy my conversation with Kevin Wilkerson. Kevin Wilkerson from PubClub.com. Thank you for coming. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. And you brought a, uh, a guest with you. I, I did bring a friend. It's not a, more of my Pub Club ads, but it's my friend, uh, Chris. <laughs> so he's, uh, he and I are going to start a uh, vlogging about uh, Pub Club type stuff. So uh, I brought him along to see how the pro does it. Right. Oh, that me? That's you. Oh my yes. God, that's me. Okay. You run pubclub.com and tell us what pub club is. 
Pub Club is basically a website that uh, blends travel with nightlife, and it's uh, events, festivals, stuff all over the world, uh, where to go certain days of the week. If you go to a music festival, how to do it, what to do it, can you get, you know, can you buy booze there, can you get it in, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> like everything you need to know. And I always say it's the subject is anywhere where you got to have a cocktail in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start it? I started it. Uh, Back in uh, the early 2000s, I was doing some uh, public relations for the IndyCar series. I was their advanced PR guy, so I would go to a city two weeks ahead of time to uh, shake the media trees, get media coverage, and I would be there for like a week and a half before what I call the circus rolled to town. <laughs> so I would go out. I'd want to know, you know, rather than go to a restaurant and sit there by myself, I'd want to go and be active. And a uh, real quick story, I really started, I went in Toronto Walked in a bar about 6 o'clock at night. It was packed. It was a Tuesday night, absolutely packed. I'm like, wow, I found the best spot in town. Had a beer, grabbed another one, and then all of a sudden everyone left. Like someone took a vacuum cleaner, sucked everyone out of the place. <laughs> Standing there by myself, like, what happened? Guy comes back in and says, aren't you coming with us? I'm like, sure. He said, well, we go to this place. We start here Tuesday night. Then we go to this place from uh, 7.30 to 9. Then we go to this place. And I realized it was important to know not exactly what bar to be in, but when to be there. Right, right. Had I shown up, you know, an hour later, the place would have been dead. But now all of a sudden I had the routine on Tuesday night. He told me where they went Wednesday night, where they went Thursday night. And uh, boom, I said, I should tell people about this. That's a great idea. So I did. No, I feel stupid now. I gave you water. I, was, I should have offered you a uh, cocktail of some sort or a beer if, you, if you'd like one. Uh, free to have uh, one. I'm sure we can work that out later. <laughs> I have one here. No, I have one here. It's, you, you know. Uh, I, want drove, you to be, I want you to be in your element. Oh, thank you. Well, he, he drove, so uh, I'm okay oh, with okay. that. So, yeah. Good. Um, so have you seen it grow pretty steadily over the last uh, It's grown and growing up to uh, almost three-quarters of a million pages a month. And it, wow. uh, yeah, and, and then it's fallen off a little bit with that Google algorithm change. So <laughs> I kind of feel like a dog chasing my tail sometimes trying to get it yeah, back. Yeah, we all do. Trying to get it back to it. And now there's so many elements. You know, there's a podcast. There's Twitter. There's, uh, you know, I do a lot of these Twitter travel chats. There's Instagram. There's, you know, YouTube. And now there's vlogging instead of blogging. And so I, I, I'm literally like sometimes a dog chasing my tail. I know. I feel the same way. I mean, I've watched the business change over the last 20 years uh, incredibly, you know, to go from like working in television and, you know, and I still do that. But it's just seeing how all the businesses switched online and it's just it's pretty amazing to see but it's hard to keep up with there's always something new every year it's like hey have you gotten this new app and well like, now what is what is this now i have to learn i run out of business cards so when i go to events now because all that stuff that comes up if you get them printed there's something new you got to put on it so i started handing out the my little pub club temporary tattoos to people which they <laughs> love the girls especially love it mm -hmm. and they remember it you know, at least for <laughs> right, three right, days, right. right? They put it on at least it's there for three days. <laughs> oh, the other place where we first met, I was uh, hosting the, the Taiwan event. You hosted the, the Taiwan yeah, event. Yeah, 10 Things Taiwan to Do in Tourism. Taiwan. Yes. And you came out, and you were the winner of the prize, the, uh, the flight to I won Taiwan. a flight on China Airlines to uh, uh, Taipei, Taiwan. And your first trip to Asia, right? My first trip to Asia, that's correct. I'd been to Australia before, but uh, only in that part of the world. So I'd never been over to Asia before, so... Uh, I was excited to go, and uh, how did it go? Well, it went it went good. I uh, went over to uh, Taipei. I landed uh, when the rest of the uh, island was in a uh, typhoon. Oh boy! But Taipei was absolutely beautiful, sunny. When you go up to Taipei 101, it tells you the weather conditions up there, the top. Uh, before you go up, it said perfect 100% visibility. Oh my gosh! I've been up there a, a handful of times, and it's more than often than more than not, it's usually socked in with clouds. Uh, it uh, it was one of those just uh, you know 
Chamber of Commerce, I guess, postcard days. And it was, oh, that's perfect. So you could see forever up there, and it, it was pretty cool. So I was there on that uh, that day, and then um, I was really anxious to go do what you did in that market that night, right? Oh, oh eat all the food. And so the, this food market, he said, you can go eat for like a buck fifty or buck fifty, you know, eat all this stuff. So, uh, but my friend had uh, hooked me up with a friend of his, this girl that lives there. So she was going to take me around and show me a couple of the nightlife spots. Well, I don't exactly know what happened, but we were chatting in the night market. We were only there for like five minutes, and uh, she said something I didn't understand, and uh, I just said, uh, you lead, I'll follow. Then she makes a U-turn. We get on a uh, train, and we're all of a sudden back downtown. I only saw like literally like uh, a half a block of the night market. Oh, no, really? <laughs> and we went to this quiet, boring, old uh, <laughs> uh, a jazz club bar, and it was like 8 o'clock. There was no one in there, and I could tell it was just – you know, older people's type bar. I could tell the jazz yeah, band yeah. starting later. And I'm like, well, this wasn't really what I, it's not really like a pub club kind of place. I want someplace lively and jumping. Then she took me upstairs to, uh, it wasn't a rooftop, but it was indoor, outdoor lounge, same area, rocking place, great, great spot. So, you know, it ended well, but I didn't get to see. <laughs> oh, the market. I was thinking about you. I didn't get to see oh. that market. I wanted to go and eat the stinky that. tofu and everything else. <laughs> I don't did, know what they have. Did you get the, uh, so what was the name of you remember the name of the club that you went that was good? I'll have to look it up, and I haven't actually written it up on Pub Club yet. But okay, uh, so I, when did you go? What what month? I was you? there in uh, September. Okay, uh, and then I went. Uh, China Airlines was kind enough to uh, allow me to also fly to Thailand, so I spent most of my time. Uh, in Thailand. Well, tell me about that. Uh, this is a place I'm sure you heard of, um, heard about. Well, I've a heard lot about it for and, years and years and years. Uh, How did it match? Your expectation. Well, I was a little afraid of going there, to be honest, and I'm a pretty traveler. I can go anywhere, but I was afraid that uh, based on some of my buddies who like a certain kind of bars, or yeah. I thought every <laughs> bar was one of these hooker bars, you know, where okay. you couldn't even go in and have a relax and have a beer. I was kind of afraid of that, but uh, and that's where they kept steering me to, were those kind of places. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I thought uh, uh, Patong Beach was an absolute dump. I didn't like it at all. But off of there, a two-hour ferry ride, I wound up in paradise, uh, PP. Ah, Co-PP, yes. Yeah, and that was just absolutely paradise. And I wound up spending uh, four days there. And, and if I could find one or two more places like that, then, well, let me put it this way. I still kept some bot, some Thai money. <laughs> just in <laughs> case you go back? Anticipating I'm going to go back. So uh, <laughs> um, based on uh, how fun PP was. So I, I love that place. That was great. Well, you're lucky. You just missed the, uh, the king just passed away, like last week. So, uh, yeah, I always said every time I've gone there, it's like I don't want to be around here when the king passes away because he's the most beloved. Oh, he figure. is. You see his, unbelievable. his photo yeah. everywhere, and it's on the money. It's on everything. It's on everything. That's the one guy that they all agree on, that they, <laughs> yeah. and, and then he just passed away. So they got to be in a – there's a whole mourning period going on right now, so you're lucky you – you got out of there in time. I did hear about it that, uh, you know, just as I got back. And, He'd been uh, sick for a while. I mean, he hadn't been seen in, you know, a little bit. But so that, how, did you set yourself up with a place in Co-PP or did somebody else set that up? For I you? did it the Greek island style. I got a place right off the uh, ferry. Oh, really? You just, and there was a guy standing there and going, well, hey, well, you, need, you need a place? I yeah, I've been to Greek islands a lot. And, you know, the best way, the best deal you get, the best places you get are right off the ferry. So I went in there and... Um, uh, figured I'd find a place, and sure enough, got a place for uh, uh, I believe it was twenty bucks a night, right on the edge of the village. And, oh, terrific! Uh, um, five ten minute walk from you know the bars and nightlife, and walking around the village, and um, walking way up to the uh, viewpoint, mm-hmm. and then walking. I, I don't know if you've been there or not, but it, I haven't. Been, I've uh, dove outside of uh, around okay. there. I went, I went diving, but I've been to Kosamui a bunch, and okay. like. All that, but I haven't been to Co-PP, really. It, uh, they have, I was walking looking for something called Long Beach, 
Okay. And I ran out of beaches to walk. I thought I could just walk along the beach, and all of a sudden I saw a sign of viewpoint. Well, that looks interesting. Well, 45 minutes straight uphill later, I finally found this place. Later to discover there's steps from town, so you could walk there in 20 minutes. <laughs> but it you took me the long way. Half sweating up this dirt country road. I mean, literally through a swamp and forest. <laughs> and, uh, but then even to get to Long Beach, you have to hike there, and they actually have ropes you pull in a jungle to launch you up and over uh, to get to this one beach, wow! Which there's nothing there when you get there, but you know it's a great way to spend a day there, you know, and, and explore. And uh, I was just having a great time. And you get a beer for two bucks, and yeah, I know. Um, and the that, food's amazing. Everything's good about. And, it. I love that stuff. And they have blondes. A lot of Canadians. Oh, really? Yes. And so I was afraid. I'm not really much of an, <laughs> you know, I, I like blondes. So I was I was shocked to see there are several blondes on PP. Well, it's all the. Uh, I mean, that's tourism is. I think maybe their biggest industry now in. Thailand. I think rice is maybe <laughs> might be bigger, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 well worn on the tourist trail. So you're going to run into tons of tourists in, in Thailand. I yeah. mean, with that, you saw the like the sex tourism in action and things like that. And a lot of people that that scares a lot of people away, or they get offended. I don't know how you felt when you were there. Were you uncomfortable, or were you just kind of like, oh, I'm eh, that's comfortable. Life. I'm comfortable. That's the way it is. You know, yeah. I mean, it's you know, there's nothing. Um, uh, you know, I'm not that way. And, um, but my first night in Bangkok, no, I did stay in the, uh, my friend said, stay at the, uh, Nana hotel, which is right there at the Nana Plaza, which oh, is the yeah. world's greatest adult playground, a big <laughs> sign up. Well, I got there about five o'clock, I got a little jet lag, you know, and, uh, the big I, neon sign that said super pussy, that one, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got a photo of that. But one. I was there and I was walking <laughs> and I heard all this do, 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 do coming from these bars, you know, literally right across a tiny street. And I said, well, I'm just going to go in the hotel, give you a free drink. And I, I went in, they had these big tall beers for like two and a half bucks. I'm sucking those down <laughs> live music band. I'm telling this band, they were rocking Zeppelin stones, Clapton. I was just enjoying watching the, um, uh, listen to the band. Right. Right. Well, they quit. And so I left, and I walked down the street, heard more live music, and another bar, same band. <laughs> right. <laughs> now we're friends, you know. They said, you know, I just had some more beers, and I said, well, I'm not really into having the girls come up to me and all that stuff. I'm not used to paying for companionship. But I can see, you know, one girl walked by, and she was wearing this beautiful uh, – uh, and she was more blonde, you know. And, uh, she, you know, I went up chatting with her for a while, and I could see how you could – fall into that i suppose <laughs> were you were you sure it was a woman let me tell you i was positive <laughs> because no guy has skin that smooth matter of fact you'd be surprised matter of fact a lot of girls don't have skin that smooth so I, that was absolutely flat out positively uh, uh we became facebook friends so we exchanged there and it was it was actually pretty interesting and she said well you know will you buy me a beer the beer for her costs two dollars three dollars yeah her sister comes up I bought her sister one beer for $3. It wasn't like, and I'm thinking like the whole thing was like $40. I'm like, you buy a girl a beer in the States, it's going to cost you a lot more than $40 for her to sit down with you and buy her drinks, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's all, it's all relative, I suppose. Did you get any massages? Oh, this I nice, had like many $6. opportunities, but I did not, uh, particularly in a... There's legitimate ones. I mean, well, you can't tell them, particularly in uh, Patong Beach, and the girls, oh, uh, they're, they're one every three feet, and they are literally jumping out after you, grabbing your arm, trying to do all this stuff, and the, the hawkers in uh, Patong were just oh, driving yeah. me crazy, and I was really afraid to really, you know, I, I couldn't really be myself there. <laughs> <laughs> I would just get a foot massage every day for like because it's like well, they're only like, like five, five dollars exactly yeah. so it's like yes you're gonna I, rub I, my I should, feet for I should an have hour. done that but I, I didn't the best I spent my money on booze so yeah okay well did you um 
did you how will you compare that to say you say you've been to the Greek islands a lot that's one place I still haven't been well uh, um uh, that place is we have to go and give like, me your favorite Greek islands uh I do the uh what I call the beaten path it's the Cyclades uh, Mykonos Mykonos Eo Santorini yeah and uh the time to go is uh, uh mid-June July and then maybe the first couple weeks of uh, September don't yeah. go in August particularly if you're a guy because it's overrun with Italians September is the best month to go to the well to most places in the northern hemisphere but especially the Mediterranean because the August crowds are gone but the water's still warm. And I, I like it, to whoop it up in July, and the Swedish girls yeah. roll in about the second week of July. Let me tell you. That, oh, yeah, you're Mr. Blonde. Let me, yeah. let me tell you, when the Swedish girls walk into the Scandinavia bar, everything changes. Right. <laughs> well, let me tell you, everything changes. So I don't care what girl you're talking to. The conversation gets sped up in a, in a hurry because we, we know about the Swedish girls. Have you been to uh, Scandinavia? Have you been up there? You don't have to. You go to Greece in July. They all come to you. And the beers are cheaper. <laughs> well, that is true. A lot cheaper. But you haven't been up there? You haven't been I've up not there? been up there, no. You would enjoy it. It's beautiful. Beautiful country up there. My, my friend used to go uh, uh, to Stavanger, Norway a lot because he's in the like dredging industry, you know. And, oh, God. Okay. And um, he makes these underwater connectors, but it's boring. But he would just <laughs> tell me how great Stavanger was. And all the girls are tall and gorgeous and blonde. So, yeah. Uh, it's right up your alley. That's right up my alley. I, I've, I've got that on my bucket list of uh, places to go. So do you... Uh, do do you set these up beforehand, and do they know Pub Club? I mean, do you, are you have connections with any of the bars or anything around the world? Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. And I remember going to uh, been have a press trip set up to Indianapolis one time, and the PR guy uh, asked me if I wanted to be set up in the bars ahead of time, and I said I prefer to for most of the time to go in incognito so I can really give you a true assessment of what it's like. Now, if there's a nightclub and i got to visit a lot of places, I don't want to waste the time to wait in line because you're spending all night there. So sometimes I'll work it, work it to get in so I can leave and go to another place. I have to check out many, many places in a night. I think I had 18 bars in Indianapolis one night. 18? Yes. How do you pace yourself on that? I mean, you can't That's have what a you have to do. You have to pace yourself. You can't have a drink in every one of them. You, you have to pace yourself. Oh my gosh! Well, how long would you stay in in a, one place? Some you, places I you, you know, poke your head in and I, go. I, this I is not my, my scene. Put my head in, walk around, get a feel for the vibe of it, um, and uh, you know, determine if it's pub club worthy or not. And uh, pub club worthy would be the kind of place that would be lively and active, and so you don't walk into a boring place where nobody is, and you know, like that uh, place uh, we went to in um, yeah, in, in Taipei, the, the boring old you know jazz bar. You know, someplace happy, lively, fun, energetic. You know, if it's not that way, yeah, I didn't have a beer in all 18 places but some places were fun yeah like this german beer hall i had you know two or three beers so uh, it, it all depends on really what you're looking for i mean it, you, it's hard to judge let's say a dance club in the same scale as it like a uh, a live music place or a that's or why it's just called a shot pub beer club. joint that's yeah. why it's called pub club you know pubs and clubs and frankly I, I don't know about you i think you're more like me i'm more of a pubber than a clubber. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I like the more casual walk-in, you know, wear shorts and T-shirt kind of place. And uh, uh, that's why I like the Greek islands and PP and stuff, you know, more casual places rather than the clubs. Like Vegas clubs are like the next one possible to get into for a guy. <laughs> you know, it used to be – the weird thing about Vegas was it used to be cheap. That was a place where it was used to be cheap to go out and drink, and now it's, it's more expensive than ridiculous. here. It is ridiculously expensive in a lot of places in Vegas. I can tell you, though, where to get uh, happy hour, $5 margaritas on the strip. Oh, where's that? There's a little bar uh, at the bottom of Paris. Oh, okay. It's a little lounge, and uh, you can get uh, fresh made. I'm not talking about the little crappy pre-mixed stuff. 
uh, fresh made margarita for five bucks. Happy hour. I've I've got the hours on my website on Pub Club. <laughs> like, I don't remember them offhand, but um, I always tell people like because I've worked Vegas so many times, like in doing comedy and things like that. So it's like I. I'm over Vegas, but once you get off the strip, there's some cool places. I mean, did you find any good dives off the strip? Because you got to find out where the people who live there, the locals and the workers, where they go. They're all going to. I used to know. They go them to all. a lot of video poker bars too. They, they go to a lot of video poker bars, and they go to a lot of them have moved to uh, Henderson, which is no. You're not going to go from the strip down to uh, Henderson. Right. So, uh, and most tours are going to stick around the strip area. So I try and find places that are fun, lively, and don't cost an arm and a leg. I used to love Margaritaville. That was my spot. Uh, until they made it where you can't sit in the. Uh, I used to watch those Buffett videos, drink. Oh, you I can met, watch him, people walking up and down the street. Well, you can you can do that upstairs, but I liked watching the Buffett videos. And I met the drummer from White Snake, and I've been in there. <laughs> right. uh, I've been in there. That's one, at the Flamingo, right? It's at the Flamingo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Remember one time I was in there with some friends, and my tip, uh, if you're flying there on Southwest, always get the cheapest airfare there, but get the full refundable on the way back from Vegas because you never know when you might stay. <laughs> And, and it's or free. you may have to leave early or you chase out early, of town. But it's free if you get the fully refundable on the way back. You, you can change it as many times as you want. Oh, really? So we did that. We, got, we were drinking in Margaritaville, had one. Well, I never made that flight. Okay, let's book the next one. Call them <laughs> up. Well, I never made that flight. Next, 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 next you know, we wound up staying on the next day. <laughs> and we had, I got back and I had all these uh, emails. You know, your change of thing. You know, I had like 10 emails. From it. <laughs> it was all free. And a friend had not done that. So it was costing him money every time he changed it. So, uh, but that was Margaritaville when, when it was good. Have you ever been to that one dive right off the strip? It, I think it's, is it the Double Down? Have you been to that one? Mm. It's kind of near the, it's kind of near the Hard Rock. Yes, I've heard of it, but I, um, there used it's to worth be, checking out. There used to be one called, uh, Tommy Rockers that was good. Okay. But, uh, it's not that good anymore. What city in America would you say is the most underrated, uh, drinking bar city? The, I don't want to say it's underrated, but the one that would might people go really Austin, Texas. Austin's great. Austin's yeah. a blast. So you know, yeah, oh yeah, it's been you know, yeah one was it Sixth Street, Sixth Six, Avenue, Sixth yeah. Street. There's actually yeah. two parts of it. There's the college part, and if you go down another uh, uh, mile or so, there's the more you know twenty five to thirty five to forty five year old area. That's more, uh, and I mean it is Austin. The, what I wrote about Austin: if you can't have fun in Austin. Stay at home, lock your door, <laughs> never go out because you can't f- have fun anywhere. <laughs> right. I would also recommend, if you've never been, uh, Madison, Wisconsin. I've been to Madison. I was on a Thursday night, and the Madison, is, the college towns are fun. Any yeah. college town is fun. But it's like Austin, it's also the state capital. So there's a mix of, it's not just right, college right. town, so it's a mix of both. You have adulthood, and you know it's diverse, and, but there's also that college element, and it's what? great, and a great walkable size. You know, it's just, it's just fun. And it's Wisconsin, so everybody drinks like you know, uh, fish. What I was there i was there on a thursday night when i was doing the indycar stuff because i was in uh we have a race in uh road america wisconsin and i was hitting the market and the you know bigger cities yeah and our travel agent said i got you a really good room she booked me like in a suburb you know and it was a it was a one of those hotels homewood suites or something you know right by a Nothing you know, around right by, you. Well, the only thing around with those fast food chain, rest, you know, it's like, and I called her up and said, I'm not staying here. I told you to put me in downtown by the, you know, by the bars. What is this? <laughs> so I had her change it <laughs> and put me down there. And sure enough, went out and met uh, uh, the, the reporter who was mm-hmm. uh, stringing was a college girl. So she met me out at the um, student center, which was on like a lake. And uh, then we went out with her and her girlfriends. And let's say we had a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> What city in America would you say is 
overrated as a party city? Uh, probably Los Angeles. Um, Los Angeles is a tough drinking town because it's really spread out. Everything closes early. And you have the, to, you have to drive, and driving is a big problem. It, Uber, Uber is changing things It's still $30, bit. $40, it's depending still on where you are. Yeah. You go from where I live and in it's the expensive. South Bay. And it's expensive. It's expensive in Hollywood, you know, and it's kind of like Vegas, far trying to get in a club and stuff, yeah. and it's a scene, you know, CNB scene, and people think you go to see celebrities because you're not ever going to see a celebrity in a club. They're going to be hidden back course, in yeah. VIP, so that's, that's a misnomer. So uh, L.A.'s got some really cool spots if you know where to go. Little, um, I wouldn't call yeah. them hidden stuff gyms. stuff Actual history, you know. I love those places. There, I just took friends to the Tiki Tea. Oh, I've never uh, been there. You never been? Oh, we should go after this. We have to go there. <laughs> it's great. It's great. You have to go on your way home. Take a big loop, and you know it's right downtown. But it's uh, it's only open when the guy feels like opening it. It's only open Wednesday through Saturday, okay. and uh, yeah, it's only it's one family that owns yeah. it, and it's usually the guy or his son bartending. One of them behind the counter runs on like two employees. It's, it's great. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, the there, are a lot, there are a lot of great bars here. I mean, a lot, but they're so spread out. And then find, yeah, so the it's, driving is the big problem. Driving is the big issue. And the bars close, even at the beach cities. They make them drinks up out of your hand at 1.15. They'll come take the drink out of your hand at one fifteen, and you have to be out. Yeah, out at one thirty. That's too early. That's ridiculous. I'm not a six a.m. guy, but no. come on. Not three, that I'm older. Yeah, it's not as big an issue. But when I first moved out here eighteen years ago, I mean, I was working nightclubs at night. I mean, I lived in Chicago where there was always something open. You know, yeah. well, you can find a place open until four or five. Oh, my, oh favorite. And then New York, you know, nothing, <laughs> nothing ever closes. And then I come here, and then I got you know one fifteen last call. I'm like, what? What? I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. And then it's like, is there any after hours places? Nope. That's it. That, that's Go it. home. And they're like, oh, man, this is brutal. Those Hollywood clubs and some downtown clubs will stay open, but they have to take all your cocktails by like one thirty. Yeah. And they'll stay open until 4, but, you know, really, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, Chicago, so- by the way, has the best bar in America after 2 a.m. Which one is that? The Lodge. The Lodge. Okay, I've been there many After times. 2 a.m. They just had an anniversary. I think they're 40th or 50th or 60th anniversary this year? Oh, yeah. I would also recommend uh, the in Old Town, the Old Town Tap, which, uh, which is right near Second City, and uh, right down Well Street, one called Burton Place, which are two after-hours places. They're open until 4 and 5. Oh, fantastic. And Old Town Tap is great. It's right, uh, you can see... I love the name of it to begin with. There's murals on the walls, of, like painted, of famous people, of famous really? Chicagoans and writers and stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. So that was like our old uh, hangout after shows and stuff like that. So we'd run in there. We'd see the same. I would see all the Second City people, you know, Mike Myers oh, and Chris Farley oh, really? and all those guys. Oh, yeah, we had all. Every time I've, I interviewed um, Steve uh, Carell a couple times, <laughs> and we end up talking about those same bars that we all hung out in the early '90s in the same place because he was at Second City, right across the street, and, and Zany's Comedy Club is right down there too. So that's where we would all end up because it was open late and you could eat. If you work at nights, I feel bad for the waiters and waitresses here and people who work at other clubs. They get off work and there's no there's place nothing. to go get something to eat and have a drink. And yeah, so there it was great. There was always someplace open. I'll give you a place in San Francisco because all the restaurants in San Francisco close about 10 o'clock. What? There, yeah. Oh, the, boy. So all the chefs go drink. They, yeah, yeah. Chef, chef's party. You know, have you ever oh, yeah. hung out with them? I've worked chefs, in restaurants. Yeah, chef's party. So they go to a place in the Marina District called the Brazen Head, mm-hmm. and you like it because it got like ivy, like Wrigley Field on the on the door. There's no <laughs> right. sign on the door. It's down an alley. 
down past the Capri Hotel, if you're wondering where it is, in the Marina District. And it's really good food. They serve late at night. And uh, the chef's going, it's not a wild place, but it's a really cool, dark, super dark, you know, creaky wood floors kind of spot. But that's where the chefs in San Francisco go to eat late at night. <laughs> well, other than Greece and uh, now Thailand, what other foreign countries would you, uh, are your favorites? What are up there on the list? Well, I like, uh, I like Amsterdam. Well, sure. For obvious reasons. Yeah, okay. I was just there this summer. I have uh, been fortunate enough to have been on a couple press trips to Switzerland. Oh, okay. And the town I liked the most was Basel. Okay. Never heard of it. I never went to Basel. Let me tell you, that town, it's compact, small, but it rocks. And there's an Irish bar. It's one of the best there's Irish, an Irish bars. I found that there's an Irish bar in every city in the world. I, there's I, always I, an Irish so pub funny. somewhere. That is so funny. And uh, this place, uh, Friday and Saturday night, just rocks. It's three levels, and I mean, it's packed to the gills, and it's casual and friendly, and it's just, there's people from, uh, it's right on the German border, so Germans come over, uh, Swiss people, some people from France, because France is there, plus whoever happens to be around. One of my favorite bars, probably my favorite bar in all of Switzerland is there. So Basel, Switzerland is a great, great spot. Have you been to Oktoberfest? I Munich? have been Oktoberfest, and it's beer drinkers heaven. Yeah, I was there uh, about five years ago. It is. Uh, if people, you can see pictures or even video. The beer halls are the size of airplane hangers. You cannot <laughs> describe how yeah. large these things are. You can't see the end of them. <laughs> <laughs> how did you get in? Because I just showed up. I had a tough time getting in. I went on a really busy Saturday. I, sn- I got into one, but the, all the others were book solid. And I was there in the last... It was the last weekend. Everything was working against me because, A, it was a Saturday. I just, I was my first stop. I was jet lagged. I didn't have any reservations. I was on my own, and uh, the weather was perfect. I mean, everything was, and so it was the most crowded it could possibly be. I contacted uh, a few months in advance Munich Tourism. They set me up in a hotel. They set me up in a good hotel. Not not a ten five star or anything, you know, nice three star. About uh, fifteen minute walking distance, which I hear is impossible to get in Munich. Oh yeah, they uh, so they set me up there for a media rate of uh, like a hundred something bucks a night, and uh, they gave me press passes for opening day. Oh wow! And apparently you need press passes to get in. You can't get in the um, uh, the Hopper House uh, unless you've got uh, right you know, early on. And I remember we're standing out there, and I, I had a couple of friends with me, and. Um, uh, so uh, Lou Larry, I call him. And, and so we were both there waiting for uh, it to open at 11 a.m. And it's a big parade. And they bring these horses, horse-drawn carriages in with kegs of beer, and they just sit outside the beer hall. Then all of a sudden, they fling open the doors. A band comes in. I nearly got trampled by the band. I'm pinned up against a wall. I turned around and looked, and literally people as far as I can see, holding, you know, just ready, ready to drink. So he went to the uh, – uh, top where the band was, and the mayor of Munich was, you know, doing the tapping of the first keg. Right. Get a picture, and I'm there with press photographers trying to get a picture of the bar, the girls pouring the beer, thinking like, well, they wouldn't stop and pose. They just nearly ran us over. I'm like, well, why are they doing it that way? The beer mugs are so heavy. If you pick one up empty, they're glass, thick glass liter, empty, they're heavy. You put beer in, it's even heavier. These girls are doing eight to ten in their fist. You know how heavy? The, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> Sturdy German stock, those girls. So that's how I got in a press pass. And then we were uh, many, uh, many beers later, we decided to go check out the other places. And uh, All I remember from, from that, not all I remember, but, but I've, one of my favorite <laughs> memories is, is somehow at the end of that, as tired as I was, I was at uh, Oktoberfest all day. And I ended up meeting a, a rugby team 
from Scotland, and we ended up oh partying all that. We went bar hopping with them later on, and it was, it was crazy. Oh, my. I got good a, photos from that. Uh, uh, I would say if you hook up with a rugby team from anywhere. Anywhere, you're gonna, yeah. You're, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to go thirsty. You're, yeah, you're not going to be uh, going home to sleep. Or, <laughs> so have you ever any uh, run-ins ever with uh, law enforcement, any of these places? Any? I prefer to behave myself. Okay. And I'm, I'm very good at judging character and staying out of trouble and, and pacing smart yourself. and and pace, pacing myself. Uh, so, uh, no, I haven't. Okay. I've seen a number of fights. I've never been in them, but I've seen a number of people uh, need, incidents. I think people need to, when they determine, okay, I'm going to be drinking some of my life, maybe a little, maybe a lot. Instead of doing an age thing, they need an IQ test. So they oh, need to I'm get everyone that. drunk. And if you want to get violent, then you're not allowed to get this card. Rather than showing an ID, then you're at this card. This person can drink or this person can't drink. <laughs> I'm for the IQ test on all that stuff. Driving, <laughs> yes, having right. children, yes. drinking, driving all that, children, yes, all that yes, stuff. Yes. Uh, so, if you if you do, you have a dream list of places you want to go. I want to go to Berlin. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, and uh, I just know from some of my uh, media travel contacts that it's a great place, and uh, they have rooftop bars. They actually have even some locals don't know about this. They actually have a uh, party barge or something where you like zigzag along a river and you go from one bar to another because they have these outdoor bars along the river, and you go from one to another or to another. I think that would just be a blast. Oh yeah. So I think uh, you know Berlin, and it's you know I just have the feeling it's this really cool, sophisticated but casual kind of place. Berlin- Berlin's very big. It's it's really spread out, kind of like LA. It's it's not that like one downtown. It's all like different neighborhoods, but they're all yeah. It's a really cool city. But they have really, a metro, really, so you can get around. Oh yeah, you can get around yeah. easy. Absolutely. Yeah. And as German, so everything's on time to the yeah, second. Exactly. To the se- and it's spotless. <laughs> you know, it's spotless. Oh good, good. Um, so you haven't done any uh, South America? Or no, I'd, I was about to say I'd love to go to Brazil, Chile, Ooh, Argentina. Yeah, I'd stuff. love to do uh, all that, but uh, I haven't been down there yet. So pub club, you don't grade. You're not like a cocktail. Thing you don't grade like a mixology. Do you rate the drinks and things like that? Or if, is if it I more? rate the system, it might be you know Chris is here. He likes different kind of stuff than me. You know it, it, what I like. Maybe what you like. So it's, I think it's kind of unfair for me to give a rating system. I'll just tell you what it is, what it's like. I show pictures of the people. I don't show pictures of an empty bar. I don't care what the decor, or the chairs look like. I want to see what the crowd looks like, and you can see if the crowd's young, old, how they're dressed, and um, you know even a video with it. So I'll just tell you what the place is like, where to find the people, and it's up to you to determine if it's your kind of place or not. Right. I mean, how is your health holding up after all the, all these years? You have to run an exercise. I run, I run, <laughs> and I do 10 Ks. You ought to come down and do some. We have one the Super Bowl 10 K in Redondo Beach, and there's a big beer garden afterward. Then we do a pub crawl, and then we hit Super Bowl parties. Oh my god! I call it exercise and socialize. <laughs> <laughs> What is the one I know? Uh, it's, I think it's Hermosa that has one uh, July Fourth, right? No, like the uh, Iron Man or something. Uh, the Iron Man is in the morning uh, for July Fourth, and that's where certain people. I I don't do it. Okay, I, I go cover it. Of course, you run a mile, swim a mile, and down a six pack. Yeah, and that's a actually, vomit fest, isn't it? It is a vomit fest, and they actually have <laughs> oh, judges to sit there and make sure that people drink all their beer. So oh. uh, it's. Uh, and they have a Pennywise used to play, so they have this mosh pit, you know, in there. It's like, but, you know, that lasts about two hours, and it's fun for the moment. But not. What about Mexico? Have you done any? I've, done, uh, m- I've been there several times, yeah, and I have a friend that lives in Cabo. Um, you know, I've never been to Cabo. I still haven't been. It used to be, you talk about the places that used to be, like, really cheap. All of a sudden, it went. some celebrities found in that dirt 
cheap place now turn into high end, high end this and that. Right. And uh, we blame Sammy Hagar for all that. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, are you more of a, a beer guy or a cocktails guy? It, it really all depends on the mood. You know, I would say. 75% of the time, I'll drink beer. Sometimes in the right mood, Carmel, Monterey, wine, pretty oh, absolutely. much. Absolutely. Yeah. Depends on where you are. Cocktail, Jimmy Buffett, i got to have rum. <laughs> right. uh, uh, margarita sometimes. Uh, I, but I won't sit in a bar and just drink bourbon or vodka drinks. You know, If I go yeah. out, generally, I'll, I'll have a beer. Like social drinking. It's social you hear drinking. that, kids? Not, social drinking. You're not, home, you're not home drinking alone on yourself. There's you know. no point in that. You've know? okay. you got to be out uh, mingling with people. And, um, well, there's a point in it talking. if you want to forget your life. Well, I suppose. <laughs> there's one point of it. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm not. Uh, yeah, you stage, haven't gotten you know? there yet. I haven't got there yet. Hopefully, so hopefully where did you grow up? Uh, well, I haven't grown up yet. <laughs> right. In the words of the aforementioned Buffett, growing yeah, older uh, but not up. Yes. Um, I'm originally from Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Home of uh, the University of Tennessee. Absolutely. So Cokes and Neyland Stadium. Whiskey uh, country. Uh, whiskey land. Whiskey land. Uh, moonshine. Moonshine. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know what? <laughs> Rocky Top, they get their uh, corn from a jar, you mm-hmm. know, as the line goes. Uh, then I uh, defected and went to the University of Alabama. Oh, boy, that was a big decision. Uh, well, I followed my father's footsteps. Okay. All right. Well, how did you end up out in, in California? Uh, again, in the words of Buffett, I was tired of swimming in a roped-off sea. And that's a metaphor in the South, because sometimes they'll put uh, ropes in the ocean to keep the kids from floating out. So I use it as a metaphor to say there's a whole world beyond what, um, uh, beyond what you're in right now. Most people from the South spend their whole life in the South. They'll drive to Florida on vacation, and they you know, have the 2 or 3.5 kids or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, do, and that's fine, you know, and that's their life. But I just thought there was a whole world out there to see so i just literally i was in savannah georgia working at a newspaper now there's a drinking city if you're savannah only there for three days insane. three days if you're there more than that the locals don't don't really okay <laughs> <laughs> welcome to savannah now now leave that used to be what we used to say right right but three days st patrick's day definitely uh, but i just uh, packed the car and drove to california and uh had worked uh, from some tennis stuff uh, found a job at a PR agency that did tennis, and uh, that was 20-something years ago. Wow. So is the pub club full-time for you now? I still do some PR work, available for hire, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, a lot of event PR. And um, you know now uh, a pub club, and I'm really getting good on social media, and I've uh, been doing some SEO training for people now on websites, too. Oh, really? So I, I'm, I like to say I'm diverse. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if you're going to – how long do you think you can – Physically, keep it up. Uh, I mean, when I say keep it up, I mean... I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that sounded. Uh, uh, I didn't well, you take it that pass- way at first, but now I can see uh, after a little... Well, you have to pass the reins to a young intern to go uh, take up the drinking mantle for you someday? Uh, well, fortunately, I haven't... Uh, I, I, I don't have that answer because I, I haven't got to a thing where I said, oh, I can only do this for another year or two. You know, I, I've not reached that point yet, but, uh, but you do have to uh, stay in shape and exercise and, and I don't eat fried foods. You know, I eat fairly healthy, you know, so there's certain things you have to do, drink water, you know, a lot. Right. And, How often are you on the road? Uh, less than I used to be. So I can't tell you, you know, I can't say five days a month or something like that, depending on what might come up. Uh, but, um, that's okay. You know, you know, it might be it might be three months before I go anywhere, and it might be all of a sudden I might be in a lot of places. <laughs> you know, so it kind of all depends, I guess. What do you think the biggest mistake is people make when they're looking for a place to go out? I mean, well, how do they end up in the wrong? They go to place Yelp. All the time? That- <laughs> <laughs> right. 
I mean, seriously, who can go and read 55 reviews of people you don't know? Why would you, I don't know why people do right. that. And it's then, boots on the ground. You have to go out and say you need to be in an area where you know there's several bars of types of pubs, clubs, or types of bars. You need to be in the right area. And I'd say go around and go where the people are. How do you find a good place to eat? To me, boots on the ground. Where, where are the people? Right. You know, and one of my secret tricks is going to a place uh, that's uh, got a good happy hour. And I, always I love try- happy hours. As I've gotten older, I love happy hours now. <laughs> happy hours are great. They keep my hours. It's cheaper. You can get a deal. I, I always try and find what I call the Sharkies of a certain city. You know, Sharkies is a bar we have in, in the, the South, South Bay. Bay. Yeah. And Sharkies is where the kind of place where you go in Dukes and Waikiki. If, you, if you're somewhere you don't know where to go, what to do, if you go to this one spot, it's the central gathering place where you know that if nothing's happening then – you just got a feeling that something might be happening in this place sooner or later. Or someone will know <laughs> right. where it is, right? So I always try and find the Sharkies of uh, a certain location because that's why I kind of branch out from there. Okay. Like, say, pick a city, New York. Like, where, where's your first stop in New York? Well, I, uh, I don't know it that well, uh, but I would say a place called the Irish Bar would be a – Oh, the, the, the one Irish the, bar the Irish in New York? Bar. The, the, it's, it's called the Irish bar. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Where yeah. is it? Uh, in the that city? I don't know. I remember, um, you know, I remember staggering around that city, and uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, have, I have vague recollections of that city from a while ago. <laughs> that city's dangerous to be. It's like every time I go in, it's just like I stay out later there than I do any there, other. Oh, my gosh. There used to be a really, really fun bar called Live Bait. I don't know if it's there anymore, oh, but it's, they had like a cage in there, and it was like a, <laughs> it was just fun, freewheeling, and everyone smiles on their face and dancing and partying. And uh, Is there uh, a city you went to that you would be okay if you never went back? You'd be like, I'm, I'm okay with this. Strangely enough, the place that disappointed me probably the most was Montreal. Really? Yeah. I see, you know, I, I've only been there once, but that was for the comedy festival, so that was a long time ago. But I, I liked the charm of it, but I, didn't, I never really went out. I liked uh, Toronto so much, one of my favorite cities. And people would tell me, if you like Toronto, you'll love Montreal. So my expectations may be a little out of whack, uh, but I didn't think they have the uh, French people that if you don't speak French, they won't talk to you kind of attitude. So I, I didn't really bond with it. Hmm. Although they did have two for one almost constantly. <laughs> uh, Molson Ice, which is like extra high octane. And there is one area that's got uh, some uh, restaurants and cafes that turn into bars at night. I did like that. Uh, but overall, I just didn't think the attitude of a lot of the people, because uh, if you didn't speak French, then... You know, they didn't like you, and frankly, they don't even speak real French. So, <laughs> <laughs> Not according to the French people. Yeah, exactly. So. They, uh, but uh, every guy that goes there says the same thing. Oh, man, the best strip bars ever Well, I don't really America. go to those. So me either. I, I, I can't me tell either, you. so it's wasted on me, but yeah. like every guy says that, right? That's like, a note, like oh, That's yeah, my Montreal. friends are telling me, I go to Thailand to go to those places. I, okay, I'll go look, yeah, you know, right. but I don't want to spend my whole time there. Exactly, exactly. So if it, is there a place that when you see it, you're just like, oh, man, I could go back to that city Anytime, like New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm from the South, of course. New Orleans. I think when you're born in the South, I think the nurse kind of, you know, pulls a curtain so your parents don't see it and inject you with a little <laughs> juice and fluid and love in New right. Orleans in you because yeah. uh, you know New Orleans. No, that's gravy. Orleans. That's what they're injecting you with. Is it gravy? <laughs> <laughs> something deep fried. Some, yeah. Something like that. But uh, we got a little New Orleans. You know, the Florida Keys. I love the Keys. Key West. Uh, um, you Have know, you done much of the uh, the Caribbean? I've done the Caribbean. I've done the uh, British Virgin Islands. I've done um, uh, San Juan. I like San Juan. San Juan, I'll tell you what, has got um, this one strip of uh, uh, kind of, uh, like I was saying about Montreal, these restaurants and cafes that turned into real fun bars at night. 
And I mean, you hear the clank, clank, clank of the beautiful girls walking down the yeah. street. And they come in there. Everyone's super, super, super friendly. And uh, so I, I really like that. And we actually, I've done a couple of times uh, in the BVIs, bouncing around to all the bars on the islands as part of something called the Interline Regatta, which just finished. It's the airline industry. Uh, people, pilots, flight attendants, check-in people go down there once a year for 10 days. There's costume theme parties every night on a different island, and you bounce around. You're on these cat party boats, and you bounce around from night to night. You're, I never heard of this. Yeah, it's called the Interline Regatta. Just finished in up line, last Inline Regatta. Interline Regatta. Interline. Interline Regatta. Of course, there's articles and photos on pubclub.com. <laughs> Gee, if there was only a website. Gee, we if there could, was only a website to well, tell you about Somebody this. knew one. Yes. Let's, let's see. But, Wait, uh, so what time of year is this? It's uh, October, so it's uh, before. It's kind of during. Peak. Perfect. It's off peak, but it's, but it's also sort hurricane of hurricane season. season. <laughs> so a couple of times it's been skirted, you yeah. know, uh, but uh, it's uh, like there's a Gilligan's Island night. There's a Castaways night. Let's see. There was a Mile High Club night this year. There was, of course. There's always a pirate night. And you go, basically, you just go on these different uh, islands to the bars, and it's probably about six, 700 people. And it's That sounds fun. And it's the same. It, it's just a blast. It's, yeah. it's really fun. I was just at the uh, British Virgin Islands for the first time this past year because I started working cruises. Oh, so that's great. Just, uh, so I'm going to be in San Juan actually twice in December. So you'll have to give me the name of that. It's <laughs> that Cali Ferranti, I think. Is it right in the Old Town section? It's right in the Old Town. It's very oh, okay. close. There's another section up a hill, another street, which is more older, boring bars, uh, but a couple of live music spots. What's that main beach in uh, British Virgin Islands at... Uh, I mean, supposedly, the, speaking of Buffett, it was the they say the oh the cheeseburger in paradise was about that place. Uh, there's somebody I think that might Is have been Soper's Beach? Hole no, or something. Like, there's, there's so many. They can't remember. There are different islands there, and certain obviously uh, yeah. small islands. And uh, there's a place called the Soggy Dollar Bar. We actually have to swim from your boat to the bar. That's the, that's the Soggy Dollar like Bar, it. home of the uh, famous painkiller drink, <laughs> and uh, Foxy's. Legendary New Year's Eve spot. Foxy's on the Yost Van Dyke. Legendary for New Year's Eve. Okay. And uh, there's several bars like that around the BVIs. All, of course, which are on pubclub.com. Of course. <laughs> uh, Gee, Willie, if there were only a website. There's Willie T's, which is a uh, wooden small treasure ship, sort of looking like, mm-hmm. uh, off Norman Island. And it's just this uh, old wooden boat that looks like a pirate ship. The front part of it is a restaurant. The back is the bar. And uh, people... Uh, Get drunk off, and they get drunk there, and they jump off the back uh, naked <laughs> and swim around and get back on, and you know, and it's. Uh, does it stay there, or it does stays it? At per- oh, it's okay, it doesn't there. go off. It's yeah. not like a booze cruise, or yeah. It's, like it's called a, uh, the William Thornton or Willie T's. Okay, wow. Okay, right. Um, so what's your, what's coming up for you this next year? What, well, you Halloween, heading? you know, right now uh, yeah. is coming up. So uh, there's a lot. Uh, uh, Los Angeles has the big carnival party, three four hundred thousand people. Uh, in West Hollywood. Now you think West Hollywood. Let me tell you, there are some drop dead. No, I used to live right down the street from that. I, I would sexy. see that parade every. It's it's uh, Pride oh. Pride weekend and then uh, Halloween. Those are the two big ones. There are some sexy girls at that thing, and uh, you know, five hundred thousand people. There's got to be a few, right? Well, Halloween's always the one where you know, even the most demure women. Go, I'm a sexy something. <laughs> I'm a sexy cat. Of course you are. Yes, yeah, of course yeah. you are. Yeah, they all. Yes, let you their are today. Out. Uh, New Year's Eve, of course, is a big thing, and I've got uh, articles on where to go for New Year's Eve, best spots and everything. And New Orleans is number one. Oh, for sure. You know why? Because it's they had the fireworks. You can drink in the street. And the it, Sugar Bowl. or no, They had the, the Sugar Bowl. It's low-key, 
So you don't have to dress up, spend, you go down Bourbon Street. You don't have to spend money. You don't have to make reservations at some place and spend $500 a night. You know, you know it's, it's casual. Right. You will walk in and out of bars. You, can, you don't have to go to a bar. So you've got drinks on the street that you can buy there. So New Orleans is the easiest, best place to be uh, for New Year's Eve. That, yeah. that obviously is the big uh, upcoming event. Accommodations are the toughest thing, probably around. Accommodations are tough, so you do need to plan that in advance. If you want to go across Canal Street, uh, you can stay a little bit cheaper uh, and still walk to Bourbon Street. Do you usually do big events? Do you go to like uh, the Kentucky Derby and stuff like that? I've been to the Derby like five, six times. I always have write-ups on those if I haven't personally been there myself. I had oh, someone, really? I had you someone, would love the Derby. I know. I had someone feeding me stuff this year. He's a, a native from. Uh, uh, Louisville, so he was feeding me stuff, and he actually was feeding me photos from the. I didn't even know this at a riverboat race, right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> where they raced the riverboats like two days before. Yeah, down yeah, the, yeah. Down the street. So, uh, uh, but locally, I did. We Chris and I went to the opening of Del Mar, so that's the okay. Kentucky Derby of the West Coast, where the surf meets the turf. That's that's correct, and it's opening day is something else down there. It's, yeah, I've I've never been to opening day, but I go once a year. My friends and I we go down to uh, in August on his on my friend's birthday. We surf in San Onofre. Oh yeah, in the oh, morning, nice. and then we'll go down for the afternoon races. It's like a Wednesday. Yeah, and we'll go down there and do the races during the day, and and then drive back. It's oh, a fun day. Uh, it's, uh, it's what a beautiful track that one is. Beautiful track, a great area. I lo- absolutely love San Diego. If I I need to move back there. <laughs> Oh, did you live there? Before? I lived there briefly and uh, for about three months, subletting my friend's okay. apartment in the gas lamp. And I'm telling you what, uh, best place I've ever lived. That place is awesome. I can't get a vibe on San Diego. It's super, super friendly. I mean, really, really f- the friendliest place I've ever been. And all of a sudden, why is everyone so friendly? I look around. Everything's just so nice and happening. The weather's absolutely dropped dead perfect well, yeah, every day. Yeah. Everything is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why. I think they're happy, why they're happy because they're in the happiest place. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that, that, that helps. Um, so is there like one party, let's say, in America that people don't know about that if they're going to take a weekend or something, and you're like, what's it, like a festival or something that maybe doesn't get a lot of press? That you recommend? I would have probably told you a few years ago, Beta Breakers in San Francisco, which is, uh, in theory, uh, about an eight-mile run from the Bay, Bay Bridge, the Breakers at, uh, in Golden Gate Park. Yeah, an ex-girlfriend of mine did it a couple times. Yeah, she could tell me it, all it, about it, it. But now they've cut down. You know, the alcohol's bad. You know, oh, no. I know, no. And then there's, you can't bring floats anymore. It was funny. It used to be people would put kegs in shopping carts and push them <laughs> along the way and every shopping cart in San Francisco would disappear on Friday right? and then reappear on like Monday. <laughs> but, uh, but they cut down on the floats and everything. So I would, that would be, uh, uh, one of them that I would have said uh, years ago, but I would say college football games. Kyle, mm-hmm. if you haven't been tailgating a college football in the Midwest, particularly the South, which I know really well, a college football tailgate party, Ole Miss, the Grove is something that is just true American you can't get anywhere else and uh, go to a college football tailgate party. And that's a matter of fact, make a little tour, go to Ole Miss, go to Tennessee, go to Alabama and do a little college football tailgating tour. <laughs> Where is the, well, let's go back to Vegas for a second. Where is the place that people should avoid that you would say is overrated in Vegas? I think the clubs are overrated. It takes uh, forever to get yeah, in. Way too expensive. They're very expensive. And it, you're going to spend, even if you're a hot girl, you may not get in. Uh, and you're going to be waiting. You're going to spend half your night trying to get into the place. Then you're stuck there. Where else are you going to go? Right. Now, here's one odd thing about the clubs in Vegas. People don't drink there. If you, you can go, I don't care how crowded the place is, 3,000 people, you can get a drink in 30 seconds because the drinks are too expensive. No one's at the bar. God knows what they're doing before to get 
Yeah, they're all in before. ecstasy. That's they why. probably are. <laughs> but they're not. The only people drinking are the super expensive. Yeah, they're doing the bottle, bottle service. service. Whoever came up with bottle service was the, the biggest genius. And they're charging eight hundred dollars for a giant bottle with ice. Even you know, Sharkies like, does it. I'm like Sharky bottle no, started laughing. They? Bottle service at Sharkies. Oh, really? that's balls. <laughs> yeah, well, I think when in the South Bay where you are, where. When they started putting out ropes in front, I think that was that was the end for me. I don't wait. I didn't come down to the beach to wait in line. Well, you deal come, with the same Hollywood. Well, you crap, come down, but, you're going to have to either uh, stay down there. You can't do Airbnb anymore, unfortunately. But uh, come down. Oh, stay. did they crack down? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but twenty five hundred twenty five hundred dollar fines. Ooh, uh, not two hundred dollar fines. I'm talking bad, bad Hermosa. Get your act together. <laughs> Uh, but there's no hotels down there, no place to stay. But yeah. anyway, you come down, we'll give you the tour. I'll, give you, I'll tell you where you can go to get the best cocktails in the South Bay. Old Tony's, that's one Old of my Tony's favorites. Is, Old Tony's, the, uh, you're very right on that, the fire chief. At the Redondo Pier. At the Redondo Pier, very traditional spot. Go at sunset, great spot. Uh, go upstairs, what we call the crow's nest. Yeah, but there's a for place, sunset. For sunset. Well, great place to watch the sunset. And you can have a, a fire chief. You have one, you get a little buzz. Two, you're friends with everyone around you. <laughs> Three, you're friends with everyone in the bar. Four, you're friends with everyone in a 10-mile radius. This is what these drinks are. <laughs> Five, you're friends with the police. Five, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe the fire chief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I'll take you around. There's a place called, uh, they have happy hour twice a day. they got the most beautiful bartenders. They have a drink of the week for five bucks. I never ask what it is. Because it's whatever it is, it's good, and it's it's just not like a bourbon and coke. It's they take time and you know crush mm-hmm. uh, fruit and stuff. And they five bucks drink of the week at a place called the Mermaid. Oh, I love the Mermaid. The Mermaid, but you know, since they redid it, because that was that was my place on the pier. You know, because it was the only place that was untouched, and then they touched it, Stri- and now you know it's what? all been I like redone. It. I like it better now. And you when do you come, when you come with me. You will too. I love that old wood paneled crap place with that old piano. I'll take it and then up, they had the little Ms. Pac-Man. We can go to a couple of those places, but I'm telling you what, you'll like it better now. Yeah, I know. See what happens when money comes in. I'm a dive bar kind of guy. I like dive bars, but I'm telling um, the mermaid right now and that drink of the week, have a couple of those. And, uh, and the poop deck is still there. Uh, well, actually, they spiffed it up. They cleaned the bathroom, spiffed it up. They serve wine now. They call it the deck. Oh, really? It's not the poop deck anymore? It's the deck. <laughs> But you, know, you have to admit, they needed to clean they, that yeah, place. Yeah, no, I was going to say, <laughs> probably needed a fire in that yeah, place. Yeah, they, they cleaned it up, including the bathroom. It's actually now acceptable. Where do you go that's still cheap in Manhattan Beach? Uh, I like Hercules. That's still there. The best burgers in the world, two for one Wednesday night. Uh, Shellback. Uh, yeah, Shellback. Shellback. Uh, you know what's great is Poncho's. It's not cheap, but uh, Rosecrans and Highland. And they have a band in there, and you never know who's going to play. The sax player toured with... Uh, uh, Kenny Loggins, and he calls up musicians on Thursday to see who's not on tour with Stevie Nicks or Kenny Loggins or Sticks or whoever. So it's just whoever he can find to go in there and play. And you never know. The drummer from Sticks has been in there. The drummer from ACDC. Right. I mean, the bass player toured with uh, Tom Petty, and uh, you never know who you're going to get in there. And uh, so it's not cheap. But my budget tip, if it is a budget, margaritas cost you like eleven, twelve dollars, and they're not that good. For thirteen dollars. Get the Dirty Maggie. It's twice, Dirty Maggie. It's twice as much liquor in it. You're going to sip it, so it'll last about three times as long, and you'll spend, in the long run, you'll spend less. You have two of those for $26. You'll be nice and buzzed. you have a great time. <laughs> you'll get, like, four of the other ones at $11. Right. So that's your um, Pep Club Poncho's um, Ooh, hot tip budget the tip the of the day. Club. Yeah. <laughs> See, my problem with margaritas is, is like, I can handle one because they're too sweet. These you are, know, and, the, the, unless the they Maggie make it is, fresh. Because that yeah. mix is always it's the all mix sugar. is awful. It's the mix sugar. is awful. I'll give you a margarita tip. 
I don't care where you go. I don't care if you're in a high-end place in Vegas. And we have these margaritas, and I show you different levels and prices and stuff to to try and get you to buy the really good tequila. Always get the house margarita because if they use that mix, I don't care what tequila they pour in it. It's yeah, going it to be terrible. It. You need yeah. to have the house margarita wherever you go. And if that's good, you want to upgrade the tequila, fine. If it's a fresh made. But I don't care what tequila they put in a hell price if the mix isn't any good the margarita is not going to be good and you're wasting your money yeah when i was bartending and i was always tell you that bartended to my too? comedian oh, yeah. bartender travel hey i was an actor guru we all did it like i did it in college wow. yeah my god yeah i learned out of college i bartended wow stuff like, that's awesome oh yeah we'll have to talk about that sometime <laughs> out of college <laughs> in chicago that was my well, first you must um, have uh, met a lady or two <laughs> yeah well god yeah well that was, that was a long time ago <laughs> depends on the place you're working it always yeah. depends on the place you're working. Yeah, of course. But yeah, I would tell people, like my friends, it's like, you know, we're killing it with this mix. We're killing yeah. the tequila. So don't order a top shelf margarita. Yeah. It's a waste. It's a waste. Yeah, it's a complete waste. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So, well, let's plug your, the site again. It's pubclub.com. Pubclub.com on Instagram, pubclub, Twitter at pubclub. The uh, YouTube channel, I think, is pubclub. <laughs> <laughs> You think? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure. Okay, well. <laughs> yeah, it's Pub Club, I'm sure. Yeah, so Pub Club. Everything's Pub Club. Okay. Snapchat, Pub Club. I haven't used it in a while, but um, um, what's the other live video thing? It was big for a while. It was Vine. Okay, the... I haven't done Vine in a while. Um, <laughs> I think, is Vine even happening anymore? Is it dead? Yeah, it's dead. Vine's dead, okay. Yeah. Um, Good right. thing. I never... Periscope. Just when I was about to get into it. I know, yeah, Periscope. Periscope. That's yeah. it. Is that still going? Uh, yeah, that's still going. Okay, so Periscope, Pub Club. Everything Pub Club. If you can't remember it. Remember, like, you actually go out. You go to a pub, then a club. Pubclub.com. All right. Well, th- I appreciate this. Thank you for coming by. Well, I appreciate uh, you uh, having us up here. It's great, uh, and I'm glad uh, we got together. We've been talking about it since uh, I know. before the Taiwan trip, and now I'm back, and here we are. <laughs> yes, and let me know. You, uh, next time I'm in South Bay, we'll, uh, we'll You have to, and I'll take you around. Awesome. Kevin Wilkerson, everybody. Wasting.